Hi everyone, Todd here. Before we get started in today's episode, we here at Debate This wanted to take a second to recognize the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, aka the Black Panther here in the Marvel Universe that we talk about pretty frequently. Uh, Before he was the Black Panther, um, or in the process of being Black Panther, he's also played roles such as Jackie Robinson, James Brown, and Thurgood Marshall. Um, We here at Debate This cast know how big of a loss this is and wanted to take a second to uh, wish the best um, and tell that, you know, that Chadwick's family is in our hearts and our thoughts along with his Marvel family and all those that he has touched as he now gets to rest in power. Um, With that, uh, before we get on with the episode, we just wanted to leave you all, the listeners, with a Black Panther quote of his that we feel really resonates with this moment. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another. Hello and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how I was 100% right that a pair of scissors ended up being a Paper Mario boss because I am very smart. I mean, Ooh, look at the big brain on Todd. It wasn't like it was a it was a very good guess. Like it was a very obvious but very good guess. No, yeah. I remember recording that and you all saying, "No, no, Todd, that's not it's not going to happen." And I was like, "Guys, no. I don't really remember it going that way." I mean, that's like saying that the sun will rise next Saturday. Right. It yeah. probably will. Yeah, there's no way any of us disagreed with you. Yeah. I don't maybe Maybe ridiculed you for making such an obvious <laughs> guess, but uh, Todd, do you just need the validation this week? Is that all? Well, like, do we well. just need? Do you just need us to be like, yes, Todd, great job. You were very smart and correct. I'm I'm just a few weeks past beating Paper Mario because I beat it in like the first forty eight hours of owning it, and um, I just need to feel joy after that game because well, it left oh, well. me it left me wanting. So well, we're out of that. Yeah, we, we're fresh out. <laughs> no joy. Here. No joy here. So, um, video games are pretty wild, right? Wow, great segue, Todd. Really, <laughs> like that? really just nailed it down. Without Todd missing Thomas, a beat. king of segues. <laughs> well, hey, so well, since, we're, since we're talking about how wild video games are, I mean, think about it. Uh, whether, you know, in a video game you're fighting an ancient evil or becoming a professional athlete or working hard to pay off your home loan after a few days of hard work collecting bugs or fish or really anything else that is just unbelievable um you know we play video games as some sort of form of escapism from everyday lives and and you know guys this this got me thinking mario's really just been like living a totally normal life for decades and then out of nowhere just ends up fighting these horrifying monsters while trying to do his normal nine to five day job is he doing his day job though yeah i've never seen mario (laughs) perform any actual 
plumbing repair. Yeah. I've never seen Mario plumb anything. Too busy fighting monsters. Mario comes across as like he got his license, but he hasn't really like <laughs> taken taken the jump on starting the business yet. You know, I mean, like he was just trying to be a normal physician, and then was like, oh, oh I need to use Tetris physics to beat these monsters, like. Just trying to live his life. He he passed the bar and then never never went into practice. Is the metaphor not to argue, Doctor Mario? But I heard a funny thing recently. Where it was like, Doctor Mario is really not a doctor. He's more of a pharmacist because all he's doing <laughs> is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really funny. It's pretty good. Pharmacist <laughs> Mario just isn't as good for branding. Like it's, that doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Fun fun fact, my. My brother, who is a pharmacist, is a Dr. Mario main. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> in Super Smash Bros. There, it's full circle. Full circle. Well, okay. So today, I thought we'd have a fun thing. You know how we do fun things here. And Sometimes. I'm putting... I want to put each of you into Mario's overalls. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> um, so Todd wants to play dress up. Yeah. So so okay. So here's what we're gonna do today. Um I didn't I didn't get any memos from the from the guys upstairs. I didn't get any oh, call ins. Yeah. So <laughs> I just wanna talk about how to make reality weird. And so um so for you today, I want you in detail to tell me what Mario boss you think would be the absolute worst to experience in real life at the end of your workday, you know? So with this, with this, because Mario's just going through his workday, and then suddenly, boom, piranha plants that shoot fire and shit. So anyway, with this thought process, <laughs> helping me today with this brain exercise that is very well thought out, is Andrew Balls of Chaos Henderson, Kyle Chocolatiers Harper, and Matt Midnight Wisps Cole. I really like Midnight Wisps. I'm kind of into Midnight Wisps. Midnight Wisps <laughs> is incredibly good. Yeah, so um, th- these are all professional marble racing teams <laughs> because I'm slowly accepting that fantasy football is canceled in the fall and drastically trying to find other things to bring joy to my life in the sports world. Hey, there's always baseball. <laughs> Well, it's on a hiatus right now. It's taking wow, a break before season four, whatever it's on. <laughs> they have um, to reset the server. <laughs> hashtag Blazeball, everyone. Yeah. Um, so, since existence is pain, guys, let's go and find some ways to pretend it could be worse. And so, okay, play with me in this headspace. Oh, oh boy. You are a mild-mannered plumber, kart racer, tennis pro, soccer pro, golf pro, doctor, and you're just living your life. You're doing your thing. And, you know, you've gotten to the end of your your level, your track, your match, your doctor's appointment. Um, and suddenly, you are faced with some nightmarish monster. Tell me, what is this eldritch horror that you now find yourself staring down? And specifically, give me some history about, you know, what Mario game it's from. Let's go ahead and start with Andrew. Speaking of balls <laughs> of chaos, this, uh, this topic is just full of balls of chaos. We dug deep into the list of like cool ideas. We're like, that one. It's time. Yeah. Well, you it's said good. it in the Discord today, Todd. Like six months ago, we planned out all of the content for the year. <laughs> yeah. We were at this point we in time. We were so optimistic. Listeners, uh, at this point in time, you would have gotten uh, some hot, good Black Widow content. You would have gotten some Falcon and the Winter Soldier content. You would have gotten rip. some WandaVision content. But no, you get this, the deep... You get some B-cuts, <laughs> some B-sides right now. We're, we're getting to the point that we also would have been talking about the Monster Hunter movie, which is very yep. funny to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Todd. Todd. Yes, Andrew. 
You know how, or I'm going to give you a very common scenario, one that I'm sure you found, you yourself, Todd Thomas, has found himself in several uh-huh. times. Sure. So you're, you know how like you're walking down the streets of your desert village that's populated and designed exclusively by skeleton men with the Dia de los Muertes aesthetic? And then you think to yourself, gee, I'm a little cold in this desert village that's populated and designed exclusively by the Dia de los Muertes skeleton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. And you're you're walking along, and as you think to yourself how cold you are in this in this very much of a desert world that seemingly endless sand, uh, you walk right into boom smack right into a twenty six foot tall spire of ice that's just erupting from the sand below. You know how like that happens? Yeah, it, this is my favorite Welcome to Night Vale episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this this sounds pretty familiar. I mean, Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Uh, well, as it turns out, I don't know if you know this, but uh, building sized spires of ice are actually not native to most desert climates. But uh, but Todd, we know you're a man of science, and uh, so you would naturally surmise that something must be going on. So of course. You go and investigate the giant inverted pyramid that can be seen floating in the distance and think to yourself, well, gee golly, something fishy must be going on here. I would look at it and think something is certainly awry. I like the implication that Todd has to be a man of science to to recognize (laughs) that a a 26-foot spire of ice is abnormal. Yeah, well, the rest of the Dia de los Muertes skeletons aren't going to do that. (laughs) They're just really not helping anyone. Yeah, they're they're just hanging out having a good time. Um, so as you approach the site of the pyramid, you uh, see a sinkhole with a, an icy fog permeating all around. Um, and since the pyramid is also pointing a gigantic laser beam at the sinkhole, obviously, <laughs> you hop right in. Yeah, that feels right. And, and inside the massive ice cavern, you come face to face with the most video game ass video game boss known to man. <laughs> A gigantic head looking like the host of the Legends of the Hidden Temple with disembodied hands that are ready for some smashing. But my friend, you have, you have eyes on those jewels that are set in the backs of its hands and are 100% confident that you've identified its weak points. It's time to go. Is Old Black the host? Okay. Of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, I Isn't mean, it he's like Omek. 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 Not Oblack. Olmec, Sorry. He's like the. He's like the avatar. He's the avatar <laughs> of Legends of the Hidden Temple. He's like the color commentator. Like he's just there for yeah, flavor. He's, yeah. He's the John Madden of Legends. Of the Hidden <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting more silver monkeys will help you win the game. Um, Andrew, does this thing have a name that you're describing to me? So I'm describing to you Knucklotech. Oh, good. That one. From Super Mario Odyssey. The what final a good boss. name. It's such a good name. Uh, the final boss of the Sand Kingdom. Um, one of the best levels in Super Mario Odyssey. And uh, he is he is an, an ice deity. Um, and when I say he's a video game ass video game boss, he is a head, a head and hands. <laughs> with, he's a head and hands. With very prominent weak points. With very obvious weak points. Every time, and like I don't type the word Odyssey a lot, but every time I sure. type the word Odyssey, I'm instantly reminded I don't know how to spell the word it's, Odyssey. It's a, it's a mess of Y's and S's, just <laughs> Y's and S's all the way. Down. Is there two D's? There could be. I know there's not two D's and two You'll S's. Never kn- we'll never know. So yeah, uh, Nucklotech. Man, I really shouldn't have gone into this upside down pyramid. Well. I did. You are a man of science. You, I right? am indeed. <laughs> if I am anything, it is a man of science. Well, Kyle, this sounds like like quite the predicament. Um, what are what are you what what would you say is a terrible thing for me to stumble into at the end of a rough work week? All right, Todd. So you're you're 
it's the end of it's Friday afternoon. You're you're walking home or to the bar or wherever you walk after work, um, and things are things are extra hectic out on the street today. Uh, you heard there's a big foreign dignitary in town, hmm. but you, you you didn't catch the name. Um, so you're on the corner, and there he is. Uh, your worst fears come to life. A massive assault on your home city. Because, Todd, when you turned that corner, you saw not only the foreign dignitary, but the foreign dignitary with the largest explosive device you have ever seen in your entire life. In fact, it's actually... Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) How often are ambassadors also terrorists? Um, (laughs) Kyle, I think I know who you're describing. And I, I have a question, but I want you to be done before I ask you this okay. question. All right. So, sorry, I got I to gotta back up. I got to correct myself. You saw the foreign dignitary who is also, who is the largest explosive device you've ever seen. Mm, yeah. Because it is King bob Um, He is in town, and his intentions are unknown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Mike. I am very aware of King bob classic. <laughs> um, question. Do I know that he is a famous dignitary because of the comically large crown on his head? Is that what gives it away? And the very regal mustache, yes. I got it. <laughs> Though, neither of those are, well, at least not both of those, are popular in my home, Northwest Ohio. I'll let you guess which. I have a very important question, and this might be directed at Kyle. Is King Bobom's rule recognized? <laughs> is he a, is he an actual king like of a monarchy? Is or he a king like Bowser is a king? Um, I don't I don't know the the foreign affairs of Mushroom Kingdom and and King mm. Bobom and and all that. I I just know King Bobom thinks he's a king and he meets with people like he's a king. So we're we're going to treat him with some some amount of respect. I assume that King Bobom at least lords over Bobom Battlefield. Like yeah. if nothing else in the Mushroom Kingdom, he is <laughs> it's the an incorporated territory that when, he oversees. Wait, yeah. but if he lords over a battlefield, shouldn't he be a general? <laughs> well, <Okay>. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, I my question, and I think the question that that raises is is Bobom Battlefield a sovereign nation? And I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> But it will be. It will be after King Bobom wins the revolution. <laughs> My favorite part about what you said, Kyle, is at the end when you were like, "And his intentions are unknown," because I can just imagine like CNN and Fox and the like being like, "We got to figure out the Bobom agenda. We don't know the Bobom agenda. We don't know the Bobom agenda, Matt. And he's a giant explosive, so we better figure it out so he doesn't go off." Um, does he have pointed? shoes are those like the the, all the art i'm looking at is either it's from mario 64 so there aren't really like points there's just flat sides (laughs) just just blobs but the but some of the like more artistic drawings and renderings yeah he's got like he's got like like, clogs clogs like like yeah like dutch clogs yeah it's a cultural thing todd and (laughs) and he doesn't appreciate you making fun of it This is more asking than anything, but so, yeah. So King Bobom comes from Viking roots. He's, <laughs> he's, he's in the northern, the northern he's part of Europe. Northern yeah. European, yeah. Listen, I idea for a new spinoff podcast. We just add context to Mario creatures <laughs> that have none. We we just do this. No, I think we you're did. just repitching our podcast. That's yeah, fair. That's, yeah, that's just that's what fine. this show is. All right, so Kyle, I I you've thrown me quite the curveball. 
for a number of reasons. Um, Matt, uh, what are what are you bringing to the table here? What is the what is the real life nightmare that you can bring? All right, Todd. So imagine with me, if you will, you, Todd Thomas, that it is the end of an insanely long and arduous work week. You're feeling impossible. Exactly. (laughs) Unfathomable, Matt. An experience Todd has never had. (laughs) You are feeling exactly how I assume we all feel right now as we sit here and record this podcast in real life. Now, imagine if you can, and this is the hard part, that it's a time in the universe where you can like travel and do things freely. That's the hardest thing to imagine (laughs) I know, but harken back to that time. So you decide after your long and arduous work week to take a little weekend trip to insert your favorite tourist beach here. You arrive at the water's edge. You put your ass in the water and your toes in the sand, just as Zach Brown instructs. (laughs) Life is good today. (laughs) Life is good today. We're not cutting that. I edit this podcast. You close your eyes, inhale the smell of the water, let the cool breeze blow through your hair, the sun tan your skin, when suddenly you are mercilessly electrocuted. You are mercilessly That's electrocuted. Terrible. I expected more of a response. Oh, you're, spo- you're supposed to pee uh, on it, Todd. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not expect this. It's unexpected. Many things so far have been, this included. Todd, you are on the front lines when the Phantom Manta from Mario Sunshine <laughs> descends upon insert your favorite tourist beach here. What fresh hell is this, and what have we done to deserve this terror? Does anyone else crave orange soda when you hear the name of this boss? I was because I say, Phantom Manta is my favorite <laughs> alt rock band. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, I think is Phantom Manta this... is the best name for a Mario boss. Yeah. Period. Like it's pretty true. great. It's really good. So. Yeah. Is this is this the one from um, Sunshine? Yes, this is the one from Sunshine. Like I said, approximately two minutes ago. Oh, I missed that part because I was too busy thinking about Zach Brown Band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoops. Yeah. So this is this is the the Phantom Manta, which is the Phantom Manta Ray from Super Mario Sunshine. Again, possibly the best name in Mario history. So all of these are horrifying in their own different way. Um, But a translucent flying manta that dumps electrifying goop on you en masse is a special kind of horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew's whole thing was like the lyrics to a Rush song. And Kyle's whole thing was like a Fox News 5 o'clock special. And (laughs) my whole thing is basically a sci-fi original movie. So that's where we're at. Um, it's it's effectively Ghost Shark, but it's a phantom manta ray. But again, you just pee on it and you're fine. It's it's like a sci-fi original movie in that they didn't have the budget to draw the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could tell maybe they're... I'm looking at the graphic for the phantom manta and like maybe they were thinking about giving it a cool texture and they're like, nah, see-through is what we're doing. Right. What if the texture was just translucent peach? Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. So yeah, those all sound... Like, obviously, they were terrible when Mario dealt with them, but, like, us in real life seems extra terrible. Kind of something that we alluded to before, so my personal biggest nightmare is a 4 p.m. meeting scheduled on a Friday afternoon. Um, That is (laughs) my... With HR? With HR. (laughs) Not even with (laughs) anyone. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Whatever. Um, So, specifically, tell me, why is this boss that you've chosen, why is this the worst 
Mario boss that you could experience in real life, um, as in your real life adult living life right now. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, Todd, much like yours and mine and everyone's very real life boss in real life, the most dangerous threat IMO that, uh, that Nuklotech poses is, of course, the irreparable damages that he unwittingly causes with his snap decisions. <laughs> Let me let oh, me elaborate. Please do. I have spent wait, hold on, please. I have spent all week IRL dealing with the repercussions of my boss's snap decisions. And this feels <laughs> a little close to home. Bingo. Uh so Matt, uh let me tell you, in the same way that new and exciting SOP will empower everyone to quote <laughs> own the decision making process, uh Nuclotech's penchant for punching and smashing down in his icy chamber, is literally reshaping the entire climate of the world above him. Now, Todd. Todd <laughs> yeah. I know. It's not that scary, Andrew. We don't have to worry about climate change for at least another, what, 10 or 20 years, right? So <laughs> Who's going to be around then? <laughs> so, funny you should mention that. So, Todd, we all know that, that you you follow politics here here and, here and now occasionally. Yeah. Now, needless to say, in, in the year of our Lord 2020, there, there are a lot of not awesome things that our overlords are doing right now. But I think we can all agree, as Kyle Kyle was alluding to, that climate change is the most feasible and far-reaching apocalyptic scenario that we are all inevitably hurtling towards. Now, today, you may hear these other guys speak of terrifying creatures or, or maybe psychological horrors, but is anything more frightening than the slow yet inevitable march to a second ice age, all thanks to the belligerent ignorance of your fellow man? Not if you ask about 40% of America. Well, <laughs> ding. Todd, what, it, what more, <laughs> is anything more dangerous than willful ignorance? <laughs> I, no, okay. So I'm gonna say at this point, no. However... I'm saying that knowing that Kyle is about to talk about a three-story tall bomb with a mustache. <laughs> so, like, that says something. That's all I got. Oh, no, it's pretty bad. That is actually very, very I mean, bad. That's it. That's it. It's a very real and, and inevitable doom. So, wait. Knuckle-tech? Knuckle tech sounds like a Nerf football upgrade. Like they <laughs> sure does. <laughs> this, this football now has knuckle tech. Um... <laughs> So wait, he I did not play Odyssey. I was one of the five people that didn't. So that's like Nuclotech can just change shit. Like that's what he does. He, he, okay, so Nuclotech is is the the defender protector of the the wedding rings that uh, Bowser steals for Peach's wedding or, or something. Yeah, I forgot and, that was the through line of that <laughs> yep. story. Uh, and and something something he was activated by them stealing the rings and he was throwing tempered tantrums down in his bongo bongo uh, ice layer, <laughs> and uh, and Mario turns into a bullet bill and flies into his ice layer and turns and then they have a fight and I won't I won't give away the ending but uh. something something Nuclotech explodes and the ice age is is thwarted. Gotcha. Because he was an ice avatar 
and now he doesn't exist and there's no giant spires of ice in the desert. So climate is saved. So that actually, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's all we have to do is travel underground and defeat the ice avatars. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot <laughs> less scary than this this nebulous, unsolvable climate change we're, we're facing. <laughs> yeah. Have we tried looking for various avatars of the world's <laughs> worst environmental issues? Has anyone done that? Yeah, maybe that, maybe that was the answer all along. All right. Kyle, so Andrew is facing me, is putting me toe-to-toe at the end of my busy work week with climate change. Um, what are what are you doing here? What's going on? Why is this extra bad? Todd, this is extra bad. I mean, you just said it. It's a three-story tall sentient bomb with emotions and desires and, and But we don't know what to... the desires are. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't we don't know the bomb bomb agenda. <laughs> we don't know the bomb bomb agenda. The the Fox News news sticker. King, Duke Duke of Bob on Battlefield. What does he want? <laughs> Can he be neutralized? How big will it's the like, blast be? Uh, it's like it's like every sci-fi movie with aliens, but it's like the first thirty minutes where you just mm-hmm. see it's mm-hmm. just it's just flashes it's just of grainy news news saying what do they want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like half the world wants to do war. There's another half holding yeah. signs that are like contact, we love them. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. real, and you're two blocks away from it because you didn't know it was there and just for walking <laughs> home. Yeah, that that's it, Todd. Like I said, climate change is is. 10, 20 years down down the road. We're talking this Bob now. is two blocks away from you. Also, also, he's a foreign diplomat, so he's got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> he's got diplomatic. He's got diplomatic immunity. He's got a big mustache, and and I don't know if you've met a lot of people who just have mustache tods. They're usually perverts. And <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. And so we're throwing that into the mix too. Um, Kyle, what you've brought today has layers. Yeah, <laughs> like a number of them, and I can't really Literally. decide which one is the biggest concern early on. Is it the fact that it's a large bomb? Is it the fact that it's a diplomat? <laughs> is it the mustache? Because now you've got me asking mustache-related questions. Exactly. It, it all factors in, Todd. You've got to be afraid of all three things. Um, and the worst part is you don't know which one is the most dangerous yet, because they're all pretty terrifying. <laughs> it is truly the Triforce of Fear. Yes. <laughs> bomb... <laughs> A foreign diplomat situation you don't understand. Diplomatic community. Yeah, diplomatic community, large mustache. Yeah. I'm now I'm now yeah. imagining every like Legend of Zelda moment where Link has the Triforce and only instead of like wisdom, power, courage, it's those things. The goddess of mustache. <laughs> the goddess of diplomatic immunity. Um Matt, so I, I'll before you tell me why yours is horrifying. I already think a flying manta ray is pretty horrifying. But it what killed Steve Irwin? Does, <laughs> this seems worse than that one. Oh my um, god! I I guess what can somehow make this worse? Because like Kyle found a way to make his worse. Same with Andrew. What makes yours worse? Oh, trust me, Todd. It gets. So much worse. So first, uh, listen. Let me I'm, say, I'm I'm a week away from vacation. I was on my vacation. <laughs> what what is ruining it? So let me say that that Phantom Manta does not fly per se. It it glides on the ground. Oh. However, it can. God, how do I? I don't even know how to describe this. It it can glide over any surface no matter the height or angle so like it can go up a building it can go over top of a thing like it's it just exists at whatever if you were to look down on the earth from a from a bird's eye view 
the Phantom Manta can travel over all that shit. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter height or angle or anything. So this thing is omnipresent on insert your favorite tourist beach here. And I want to put you, Todd Thomas, in the situation where you were ass in water, toes in sand. <laughs> As Zach Brown instructed. Life, life is good today. Life was good today, and I want to tell you what happens. So, you have just been mercilessly electrocuted for seemingly no reason. Well, that's terrible. You jump up in your horror and discover that you are standing in the very center of a gigantic manta ray shaped shadow. You look up expecting to see some sort of alien ship or something only to discover that there is nothing to cast this shadow. There is literally a 2D demon creature existing beneath your feet, but on top of every surface it passes over. <laughs> You try to run, but you soon see that this seemingly massless being is leaving behind a trail of neon goo. You try to skid to a halt, but it's too late. You're already in its ooze, and you're shocked again. And literally, sh not like, ah, shocked, like shocked, electrocuted, shocked. Days but not, oh, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, it's a different type of it's shock. It's a different, uh. Men Mentally, you're, you're, you're prepared shock. for this, but yeah. you get a physical more, shock. Mentally, yes. you're like, eh, yeah. more guttural. <laughs> so dazed and confused, you stumble backwards. Somehow, the beachgoers lounging under umbrellas have been spared. You fall back onto one of the family's beach towels and knock over all of their white claws. As the oh, seltzer great. cascades onto the shadow monster, you feel a rumble, and to your absolute horror, the Phantom Manta splits in two, and your troubles have gotten much, much worse. Matt, I have a question. It's very important. Yes, in Andrew. Your, in your example, in your story, you are implying that to only Todd can see the shadow creatures? No, <laughs> everyone no. everyone else is just hanging out? No, I am specifically saying... That beachgoers under umbrellas. He's referencing the game mechanics yeah. of Phantom Manta. Because like yeah, the, the thing of that level of Super Mario Sunshine is that there are like two huts and then a big palm tree. And if you stand under the huts, the Phantom Manta like goes on top of the huts. Mm, yeah. It can't cast its shadow on you. And yeah. in this reality, I was laying out sunning my legs, my gams. I was getting <laughs> a good high thigh those, tan. Those, can those candied gams. Yeah, candied gams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it gets much worse, Todd. It's split in two. Now you have two slightly smaller, but still terrifying and oozing phantom mantas. Okay, but you said, but, but White Claws harm it in some way oh we're gonna get beach, there so Hold there's on. a lot of white claws don't, around so he's fine kyle kyle don't spoil the third act reveal <laughs> don't spoil the ending um i guess what i suddenly realized with this premise i hate that i have to solve these problems i i hate that this is this That's is the me. world you built todd i yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you want to be Mario, you got to wear the big boy pants. I guess. <laughs> the big boy overalls. overalls. Put on the That's overalls. Right. Well, hey, guys, this all sounds pretty bad in different ways. Very different, very specific ways. So I got to find a way to, to beat these, these things and go about my weekend. So tell me, in your game, how did Mario beat this thing before? And how, I guess, will I... This very real adult with very real bills and very real responsibilities and experiencing a very real quarter life <laughs> mm -hmm. crisis. How will I beat this 
this monster now. Sure. So let's talk about Nucleotech. <laughs> let's Dude, talk I'm ready about for that, Nucleotech. For that good Nucleotech. Nucleotech. That's going to be my autobiography. Let's talk about <laughs> Nucleotech. It's you sitting in like, you've got your, your leg up on a desk with your yeah. like elbow on the knee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in Mario Odyssey, because you haven't played it, Todd. Um, no. Mario Can't is spell able it. To, Can't play it. Yep, Mario <laughs> is able to take down Nucleotech. Uh, by using Cappy to capture one of his jeweled hands, so hence the weak point. That's that's what you you throw Cappy on one of the big jewels in the back of its hands, and you literally make uh, so Mario transforms into hands to literally make Knucklotech punch itself in the face three times. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, is this real? Rad. Yeah, yeah it's, real. it's a hundred percent right. real. It's an. Right. It's actually it's an awesome boss fight, and it's like I in my opinion the best iteration of the the head and hands boss fight because mm-hmm. it is mm. quite the tro- quite the trope um now of course this is going to be a little harder for you since you don't have a sentient magic hat capable of possessing your enemies Seems however, like that's going to be an issue <laughs> however you are a man in corporate america therefore <laughs> you have a superpower that i would argue is better than even the strongest sentient magic hat Todd, I would recommend that you use your God-given power of repeating someone else's idea back to them in a slightly different way as to make it your own. <laughs> that is the equivalent of punching someone with their own hands. <laughs> exactly. Now, soon enough, those punches and slaps won't be coming at you from Nucleotech. Rather, you'll be collaborating with Nucleotech to... <laughs> To leverage his inner strengths and capitalizing on synergies between your core competencies to meet the unmet need, which, as you will eventually will explain to him, is Knucklotech getting punched in the fucking face until he straight up explodes. <laughs> I uh, I really like what you're saying, and I think that I really need uh, Knucklotech to double click on that idea and really drill down into it, because I think we're really gonna we're really not just gonna go go deep. We're gonna broaden it. Do you think? Out of character. Just one second. Yeah. How much can we beat this dead horse? Uh, <laughs> um, as a did, as a as a foursome. Like, did you ballpark did it. you already say something about leveraging our core competencies? Because if you didn't, I we need to say that. Did yes. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure. <laughs> like exactly verbatim. Yes. Yeah. This is. This feels bad. Here. Because like that's that's what it is. Todd Todd left work. So he didn't have to deal with these things, and now you're married. <laughs> well, you this know, is after his four, you after your four p.m. meeting, Todd. Always. You've got a five p.m. meeting with Knuckle. You know what they say, Kyle? Always be closing. I oh. just listen. ABC. I I can't imagine in my real life, in the real world, like if I am the hero of my own story and I leave work one day, and there's this horrifying monster or villain or whatever that only I have the ability to solve, and like that is i think as like a 10 year old boy my dream scenario of like i am the hero of the world and i am the only one with the power to defeat this monster but, but if that power if, is corporate bullshit right if like if you were to come at me and be like we need you to beat this monster and the only way you can do it is by writing the schedule i would be so mad <laughs> like <laughs> You are the chosen one, and the only yeah. way to win 
is by doing by doing expel Excel spreadsheets for the next four and a half hours. It's like it's like when I used to daydream in second grade that I could get an A plus in second grade for being graded on having a hundred percent clears in Yoshi's Island. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that the solution to beating Nuclotech is using the phrase "circle back" or the the sentence "content is king"? Do you think those are the, those are important? You want to make one of those fists circle back and yeah. hit him in the face. The, <laughs> the, way, the way that I like to imagine it is is Todd's in this situation and he sees this big ice avatar. Oh, I'm going to punch you. And, and Todd, Todd plays the what I would call the Kyle Harper argument and say, what if you don't? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that my argument? Is that- yeah, it's it's a, it's it's got some thirteen dads energy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that kind of same energy, and that it's a clerical error that solves the problem. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I see that you're planning on punching me a lot. What if we don't actually punch yeah. me oh, at I all? I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. What if we What if we just circle back these fists to your face? That's my favorite five finger death punch song. I got there. <laughs> uh, um, right. That that feels right. That feels right. Um, all right, uh, Kyle, uh, King Bob's motives, unknown, mustache, lush, um, <laughs> t- shoes, uh, pointy, pointy, <laughs> what's going on now? So, so Todd, um, the, the in-game way you beat King bob is by throwing him three times. Yeah. After you throw him three times, he, he submits to your, your superior power and leaves you alone. That was our. That's the diplomatic tango in Mario sixty four. That is the diplomatic tango in Mario sixty four. So Todd, I know you're into functional high interval varied Arabic mass muscle confusion. So if you're feeling particularly yoked that day, you could try it. You could throw throw King Babam three times, win his respect, and probably get flown back to whatever country he is the sovereign king of. It's Bob on Battlefield. It's Bob now, on Battlefield. It's, yeah. That's, that's, you're, you're right. We did establish that. But what I recommend, because he's a giant bomb whose desires and emotions you, you don't know, is just, just get out of there. Just run. Just leave. Just go home, get Shannon and Hercules, pack the car, and drive as far away as you can. Because <laughs> that's going to be a big blast, and, and you gotta get out of got to get out of the blast radius. Now, Kyle... Are you saying that perhaps his motives are now known and they are not good? They're not they're not on the up and up. No. He could not blow up, but until he's out of town, probably just the best <laughs> best idea Sleep. to steer clear. One could argue that Bobomb's threat is really only dangerous once. That's true. Like But again, I mean, you don't want to be caught in that black time. that blast radius. I mean, again, like it's 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 a confined, it's a limited space, it's, it's and only mutually one assured time. destruction. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. But still, if you saw a nuclear bomb ticking down, you'd probably want to run away from it and not throw Wait, it three okay. times. Are you saying that King Bobum has <laughs> nuclear capabilities? Let's go. <laughs> He's King. There is cl- not any uranium in the Mushroom Kingdom, nor in Bobum Battlefield. This is <laughs> conventional warfare, Kyle. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the, the Mushroom Kingdom's version of the Geneva Conventions would not allow for nuclear deterrence. We will take we will take the nuclear element out of the equation. It's still a good idea to get as far away from a three-story tall bomb as you physically can, even if he can only blow up once. 
and be done. I stand by my point. <laughs> I love as Kyle went nuclear material. Andrew goes, no, that's where we go too far. A sentient diplomatic bomb with a mustache and pointy shoes. I can accept but... that he's full of gunpowder and, and sass, but I <laughs> cannot accept that he's full of atomic materials. Old-timey gunpowder. <laughs> yeah. Full of gunpowder and sass is a, is a, a good red flag on Tinder to avoid. <laughs> gunpowder and sass. <laughs> I was thinking that sounds like a like a like a Texas strip club. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I I think you you know I could try and outbro the diplomat, um, but I think just leaving probably yeah. is the answer. You just, got that? You got that new car, Todd? Just, I'm just gonna just drive pack, away. Pack it and drive away. Just go. It has so much space for for it's a sports utility vehicle. <laughs> All right, Matt. So like. What you've described to me is pretty horrifying. I was having a good time on the beach, and now I'm suddenly not having a good time on the beach. So how am I going to go back to having a good time on the beach? Before Matt goes, Todd, I would recommend not driving to this beach where Phantom Ant is. Drive away from both of those things. Well, all three of these really involved me going to a place I should not have gone. The Upside Down Temple... The there's diplomatic. No the, there's no escaping the inhospitable environment created by the, the next ice age. Okay. All right. Okay, Todd. Listen, we are going to we are going to correct your day at the beach. We are going to solve our phantom our phantomanta problem the same way that we beat all of our very real responsibilities, Todd. With alcohol. Okay. In Super Mario Sunshine, our red plummy boy was able to best the Phantomanta by hosing it down with the flood. Now, as far as I'm aware, you don't have a sentient water gun backpack. All out. Honestly, you don't even strike me as the type of guy who brings a camelback to the beach. Nah, it ain't me. (laughs) So you'll need to find a new way to douse this baddie in pressurized spicy water. (laughs) spicy water (laughs) much like when Stacy told you she didn't want to go to formal with you you're going to need all the white claws you can find to take this beast down because you're going to pee on it (laughs) Kyle's really found his angle I don't know who keeps copying and pasting pee on it into my notes but it's very distracting I mean it's Kyle it's definitely me so definitely stop it because you are going to need all the white claws you can get and you're going to shake them and spray them like Stone Cold Steve Austin and keep dividing this shadow until it's no more. Now, assuming that this is the same amalgamation of sorrows from Super Mario Sunshine, you'll have to liquidate 96 manta rays and Jesus. clean up most of the goo to save the beach and your weekend vacation. So you better get drinking. couple things, Matt. Yep, Todd. Um, one, the fact that you called... Uh, White Claws pressurized spicy water is pretty Am I great. wrong? Is it um, not? No, it's it's right. Um, you said 96 manta rays. Seems like a lot of manta rays. Yeah, right? That's what I said when I read the wiki yeah, this afternoon. A lot of manta rays. <laughs> um, how ma- approximately, ballpark, how many manta rays does one White Claw d- destroy, evaporate, uh, consume? I, You're gonna want to get the Costco pack of, of the white claw. <laughs> yeah, we you need you need a variety pack size of claws mm. to take down 96 manta rays. Because the uh, thing is, number one and number two, they keep getting smaller every time they divide. 
So you need less White Claws to finish off, like, the last 25 mana rays gotcha. than to finish off the first 10. But you're going to need a lot of Claws, Todd. Man, that's... Get your Claws out. It's time <laughs> for 96 Manta Rays. This went from, like, a, a one kind of bad to, like, a different kind of bad. Like, what sounds like it could be a fun party for a little bit gets real bad real quick. Is it the 96 Manta Rays? It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, like... So the mana ray is a really bad thing, and you're like, all right, hell yeah, I got to defeat it by, like, you know, consuming and dumping White Claws on I don't know if I had to actually consume the White Claws, but I'm assuming for fun I'm consuming part of the White Claws. And so, um, you know, 96 mana rays, a lot of White Claws. Like, for a while, the mana rays stopped becoming the biggest concern anymore, and it's just <laughs> the volume of White Claw you're putting into your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you... The, but then you... Pee out pee that on white it. cloth, right, yeah. Yeah. and you get and you get a reload. And then, yeah. okay, at that point, sure, you can pee on it. I guess yeah. that solves the problem. Now, as I was describing it, I tried to get out of the trap I had set because I realized if I talk about drinking a lot of white claws, then Kyle gets to talk about how he wants to pee on Phantom Manta, and that wasn't what I meant to have happen here. Well, that's what happened. That's, so that's the trap you walked yourself <laughs> that's where into. Where we are top. now? Huh. All right. Well, uh, that was not that's that's not how my beach vacations typically end up. But uh, here we are anyway. All right. So before we go take a break, I want to hit you all with a super secret bonus question because you've given me um, three different kinds of bad things in real life. These are bad. These are bad things that Mario suddenly had to deal with. They're bad things that I suddenly have to deal with. And so we're going to steal from Mario again and bring it to real life. So the classic Mario games, they always ended with you beating the game, and then things suddenly got better until they ultimately were not, and that's where the sequel came in. However, the latest installments of Mario games have encouraged that you ultimately go back, you have to continue playing the game, and you have to collect a somewhat unfathomably high number of MacGuffins for a very small benefit. I don't know if it was cosmetic. I don't know what happens when you get all the moons. No one does. No one ever has. You get a and picture. So, I did. You, you get a you get a picture. So a lot, of, a huge number of MacGuffins <laughs> to get a very small reward, right? So I want to take that concept into our real life. So here in the real world, what is the real life version of that? What is the terrible collectible that I guess I or you or we? I don't. I don't want it to be it's me. You. Oh, it's you. Me. It's you. It's definitely okay, you, sir. All right. Well. What is the terrible collectible that I need to gather a 100% completion on to get a small MacGuffin? And so we will have that answer when we get back from the break. Hey, everyone. Sorry if you were expecting the Wii Shop music. Lucky for you, there are like a thousand and a half covers on YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you stream music. I'm here today to tell you that we would like to fill this slot with something other than the Wii Shop music. We've sort of reached the point with this podcast that we would really love to take on a sponsor or two. And we're not looking for your quips or your lawnmowers or your purple mattresses, although I would very much like at least two of those three things. I'll let you decide which two. We are looking for indie creators in the nerd space just like us. We're not trying to get rich off this show. We just want to help spread indie nerd culture around the globe. So if you are someone who makes dice, 
if you are an artist who takes commissions, if you have a video game or nerd or comic related brand, we would love to run an ad for you on the show. We've put together some sponsorship packages and we've made sure to keep the price point low enough that people like us would be able to afford it. So if you have any interest in advertising with us or you know someone who might, shoot us an email and get in touch at debatethiscast at gmail.com. All right, and we're back. So I have asked my three friends who have painted this weird picture for me. That's the right inflection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have asked them that in the real life world where we we're talking about how horrible Mario things are, what would be the terrible MacGuffin collection that I would need to collect to 100% the run to get some very, very small benefit in the end? Andrew. Okay, so we discussed that the inevitable threat, the ultimate threat to Nuclotech is the... I can't hear the, the name without being like, all right. The, uh, the, the impending second ice age. And uh, so the best way to counteract global climate change, uh, Todd being a, a leading man of science, a science man, if you will, uh, decides to uh, reduce his carbon emissions. And uh, and, you, and Todd will start by reducing his carbon emissions, you know, just little things at first, right? You know, maybe you're going to recycle more. Maybe you're going to walk to work or maybe you'll start, but then you'll kind of, you know, maybe you'll you start, start combining trips. Yeah, you start combining. Yep, exactly. Maybe Using you'll start public a, transit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you'll start a ride share at work, right? Maybe you'll get some other people in on it. I missed the part it. where this podcast just turned into brainstorming ways to make the United <laughs> States better. Yeah. And uh, to make you know, the United you, States more Europe. Yeah. You'll. You'll continue through your post-game journey, as it were, and uh, maybe you'll, you know, you'll write to your congressperson. Maybe you'll speak on Capitol Hill about the uh, the impending doom. Maybe you'll, you'll, make, you'll make a planter out of a milk jug. Yeah, yeah. You'll, uh, you'll buy a low flow toilet. You'll convince a, a major a major commercial farm to uh, stop start stop producing so much beef. Uh, uh and and so you you've effectively you've 100 percented reducing carbon emissions and and todd your reward is you have you have added two years to the lifespan (laughs) of your world so maybe maybe instead of the ice age coming in 2050 it'll now come in 2052 Oh, oh my god, that's great job, Todd. It's so depressing. <laughs> Thus solving the problem once and for all. <laughs> we did it. Pack it in, guys. Good. So my my collection is every possible green thing I can do to limit my carbon footprint while the rest of the world continues driving hummers and giving the finger to the <laughs> sky. Driving driving the sky and giving hummers. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> Okay, well, I don't need to hear that sentence ever again. Kyle. Um, so, Todd, your your collectible item to appease King Bob-omb, is that what it is? Uh, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Man, we're talking about three-story sentient bombs that probably have an accent behind the mustache. And, like, and, and are here on a diplomatic mission. We've yeah. established yes. that he is from northern Eastern or northern European origin, so he probably does have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to your, your collectible here, King Bob-omb, here on a diplomatic mission, trying to garner support for his cause, handed out a bunch of flyers earlier that day. So you've got to go collect each and every one of those flyers and piece together what it is he is in town trying to garner support for. And when you collect all those flyers, you're going to find out 
He is in town trying to garner support to loosen child labor laws in his country. So we finally found out King Babam's motives. You you will after you collect all these all these pamphlets. It doesn't change the game at all, though, or this this thing that we're doing. Nope, sure doesn't. I still recommend you get in your car and drive your loved ones far, far away from there instead. How does, wait, so how does exploding help his cause? Is it like political theater? It's as 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 much as anything any politician anything any politician does to help their cause. The threat of explosion is is there. Is King Bob-Omb's just explosion just a filibuster? <laughs> it's a very aggressive filibuster. <laughs> very quick filibuster. Yes. I, uh, you know, if you would have asked me, because you kind of did in question one, what King Bob-Omb's motives were, wouldn't have guessed loosening the restrictions over child labor laws. That's what it is. It'll help the economy. All those little bob running around. All those tiny little bob hands <laughs> stitching clothes. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> Do they? They don't have hands. Matt, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd. So Super Mario Sunshine was uh, one of the like Mario sixty four style Mario's where there was an overworld and you jumped into another world to do one particular task to get a star. And there weren't a ton of collectibles, but there were ways to do the star run or the the task better so i'm not coming at you with a ton of things you need to collect just a couple things you need to collect to get the best possible outcome when you get the star and the reason that i'm telling you you don't have to collect a bunch of things because there are only 10 flavors of white claw and all you got to do is make sure that you spray (laughs) at least one of every flavor of white claw the eight regular claws and the two white claw 70s that whiteclaw.com told me exist today (laughs) And what are Todd, White Claw 70s? Uh, I don't know. Reading from WhiteClaw.com slash flavors. White Sponsors Claw, White Claw. <laughs> White Claw Hard Seltzer 70. 70 calories, 3.7% alcohol, 0% sugar per 12 ounce can. That's down from 100 calories in your average White Claw Hard Seltzer. Um, That's just smart. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But if you collect and please spray. Please pay us, White Claw. Please. If, if you collect and spray all 10 flavors of White Claw, that off-duty cop on the beach is going to look the other way when you pee on it. He's not going to look when you pee on it, (laughs) and you're not going to get busted for indecent exposure because, Todd, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. There it is. Yeah, there it is. We got there. We got there. That felt... I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming. You didn't and know then, how we were going to get there. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, if you would have told me right at the beginning, like, hey, I'm going to talk about White Claws, I'm going to say there's no laws in drinking claws, I would have been like, yeah, obviously. But, like, I didn't I didn't see it coming. It was it was he, like a true magician. <laughs> <laughs> like a real like a real like, snake in my boots situation. <laughs> you, it's always about the mystery. I, I got to I gotta give Kyle some credit because in the break, you guys got up to pee, and I was like, Kyle, you got to help me get there. Like, I know where I'm going, but I don't know how to get there. <laughs> Well, these are all great collectibles, everyone. Thank you. I appreciate what you've done. He says with 100% seriousness. <laughs> and, a, and a handful of, of child labor <laughs> pamphlets. I don't know why I had to collect so many to figure out what he was up to. Thought I could have figured it out after the first one. But here we are. All right. So before I 
make the decision of which one of these branching paths in my life I will choose this coming week. Um, go ahead and give me one closing statement uh, real quick about why what you've offered is the worst possible future. Sure. So, I mean, I think the answer is pretty easy, and I, I cited it toward the beginning. You you have heard several types of threats today, and and I, I would argue that while the bomb threat is is certainly terrifying, it is also isolated. Uh, it is in, in a limited a limited location, and it happens only one time. Uh, you can simply hop in your car and drive away. Same thing with the manta, the phantom manta ray. Uh, you can ultimately, you can just not go to that beach. <laughs> Pretty much as easy as that. Uh, not to mention that it would be completely thwarted by a light summer rain. The one thing that you can't, you can drive and drive all night, all day, all night. You're not going to escape the inhospitable environment that is the second Ice Age. All thanks to Nuklotech, the avatar of ice. Kyle. Todd, again, in your everyday life, which one of these is going to be the most immediately terrifying? A statue? A floating statue? Scary, but maybe not necessarily immediately terrifying. A weird shadow on a beach that you go to once a year? Again confusing not not what you want to see on vacation but not immediately terrifying but you're walking home from work and you see a three-story tall bomb with a mustache you immediately know what that is what your dangers are and and that you got to get out of there quick and that's that's why i chose the most terrifying boss today it's good it's matt so listen todd we know from real life actual science that just I am a man of science, as Andrew said earlier. <laughs> as, we've established. as we have established, you are a man of science, and you know that just 100 companies contribute 71% of the carbon emissions in the world right now in 2020, which means even if you were to defeat Nuklotech, who is making ice in the desert, which probably isn't contributing to global warming might be contributing to go global cooling i don't know i'm Climate not a man change. of science global i'm warming. not a man okay. of science okay all i'm saying is that even everybody's if you... grandpa matt <laughs> <laughs> just because we have winter doesn't mean that we don't have glo- global warming <laughs> even if you defeat nuclotech you todd will only help the world's car- carbon emissions fall by 29 percent which is a lot, obviously. I mean, it'd be great if we could do that, but I'm just saying it's not <laughs> the most horrifying. And um, Todd, foreign diplomats probably used to come to America all the time. I don't know if they've been here much in the last four years, but they used to be in and out of this country all the time, and you never knew. You had no idea. So you just they certainly weren't suicide bombing. <laughs> <laughs> you just went the wrong way down the street. If you turned around, if you went the other direction. You would probably never know that a foreign diplomat came to the United States, even if he is a three-story tall bomb with a mustache. I'm just saying. But, Todd, if you are on your one vacation a year, you have worked nine to five, (laughs) five days a week, and you've slaved day in and day out, and you go to the beach for your one chance to get away, and a goddamn ghost stingray with electrical powers attacks the beach, it's going to ruin everything. It's going to ruin your whole year. You and your whole family have been looking forward to this vacation for months, and it got shut down by a two-dimensional fish. And that's really bad and really horrifying in the real world. I rest my case. Um, 
You all have legitimately given me a hard decision to make with my three branching <laughs> pathways that I get to choose Bioshock 3 style. And so um, I'm going to let you all throw some good vibes at each other while I decide what I'm going to do this weekend. You know, <laughs> boy, howdy. Uh, I say this, I think I said this on the show before, but I think you can always tell our 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 group, our little group's state of mind <laughs> by the episode and the energy that we put out. And and guys, this was a this was a, a doozy of a banger. <laughs> it um, was it was a doozy of a banger. A doozy sure. of a banger. Uh Kyle <laughs> Kingball Mom. <laughs> Good work, my man. Good work. Um I want a born identity style movie where <laughs> they are trying they are trying to in quick cuts figure out the motives between behind this incredibly cartoony old prospector ass king bomb um the fact that he is a foreign dignitary is very funny to me the fact that we had we spent 25 minutes discussing the sovereign nation of bomb battlefield is also excellent and i say thank you to all of those things uh, Matt, um, I told you originally that Phantom Manta was the right answer, and I still believe that that is the case, although arguments are different than answers. Uh, Whoa, ouch, good vibes, Ooh. hold on. <laughs> uh, that said, your argument was very funny, and I think it was an excellent take. I think there was a couple different takes you could have gone with that. I would have thought that you would have gone a little darker, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed the lighter edge that you gave here today, which was yeah, just drink and pee on it, which is very, which is very good. Um, Phantom Manta is a really fun boss, and uh, that was as we were talking about. That was the first one that I thought of as well, uh, because Sunshine's got some weird ass bosses. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't mean to give you a criticism during the good vibes. It just, it just happened because <laughs> it just slipped out. The aforementioned energy. That was but a compliment need, sandwich, son of a bitch. It was a compliment sandwich, and and you have full you have uh, full immunity to give me a to give me a, a two positives and a negative if you need to. Um, yeah. So Andrew, you the, you know there is nothing quite as terrifying as the existential dread that looms over us that is um, climate change and our ongoing struggle with it. So um, incorporating that into the answer today of. <laughs> horrible things Todd could encounter on the way home from work. Um, yeah, like the the existential threat of climate change is, is one of them that Todd very much could encounter on a normal day, uh, trip home from work. Good good job. And Matt, yeah, um, like Andrew said, I think Phantom Manta is actually like the most legitimately horrifying creature you could encounter from the Mario universe in, in real life. Um, and I thank you for giving me an opportunity to spam just pee on it in our notes while you were trying to read your answer i didn't ask for that energy today <laughs> you did todd you just didn't realize it <laughs> yeah. i uh I, do you guys watch portlandia have any of you guys seen yes. portlandia yes. the put a bird on it put a bird on it put a is, bird on it <laughs> i just kept hearing pee on it in yep. the 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 inflection of put a bird on it and it was i was struggling to get through <laughs> that prompt um yeah, uh, Andrew, that was very good. My favorite two Mario games are Odyssey and Sunshine, and those were the two bosses, or like those were the two games that I started thinking of when I was trying to pick a boss. And 
the Odyssey boss that I had thought of was the uh, Pukey Chef Bird from the Luncheon Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Pukey a good Chef one. Bird. Yeah. That is a good one. But Knucklotech is very, very good. And I agree with you. I think that's one of the better boss fights in a Mario game. It's just a lot of fun. And it's yeah. it's a really good play on the Andros fight with yep. a, a head and two hands. Um, subverts expectations. Yeah. As, yeah. As one would say. Um, it does. It does indeed. Uh, Kyle King Baba, man, what a, <laughs> what a quintessential Mario boss. And what a boss that like, when I was looking at a list of Mario bosses today, I was like, ah, eh, King Baba on this big ass Baba, whatever. But to take that a step further and say three story bomb with a mustache, it really changes just a big bob to something much more horrifying. And I think yeah. that's very, very good. And again, I, I owe you a lot more credit than I owe to Andrew because Andrew said a mean thing about me and you helped me take the long walk in the park to no laws, drinking claws. And I really appreciate that. So thank you <laughs> specifically that. to you, Kyle. You're welcome. I accept that. <laughs> So I've come up with a decision here. <laughs> oh. And what I've decided is these are all three terrible things to deal with, in my mind, Friday at 5 p.m. Like, this is, <laughs> these, are, these are, you know, which, which road did you turn down? Which beach did you end up on? What did you want to deal with? I'm, and s- I'm now imagining you less terrified and more you, like, stuck in traffic <laughs> and seeing... Knucklotech, like <laughs> like up ahead, like an exit or two ahead, and you're just like you just like put your head down on the on the steering wheel and sigh. Like, oh, I just want to go home. So so I've looked at this as which one, you know, could I or would I not be able to deal with at five thirty p.m. on a Friday? And so so I'm going to tell you first off. Um, I think I can handle Knucklotech, and I'm going to tell you why because I have been practicing for years. Honing my skills of using useless buzzwords that don't actually mean anything, but sound great. And so, so knowing that that was the solution, I am not scared to flex my micro-credentials and expand upon the pain point that we have here today <laughs> with Knucklotech. Um, although credentials You like that? Yeah. <laughs> though, though I will say the climate change part is very real, though, um, but I do not have the energy for that at 5.30 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> but please, everyone, do your part. The next one that I I think I could handle at 5.30 p.m. is Phantomanta. And I'm going to tell you why I can handle Phantomanta. Phantomanta, it might be able to outpace my liver, but it could not outpace my desire for a vacation right now. (laughs) But it could outpace my spirit. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I think I could take it. So that means the winner is King bob And I'm going to tell you why, yeah. Kyle. There's a lot of layers to that. And I don't <laughs> think... I, I think if suddenly dealing with that comes up, I don't, I don't have it in me to get through all of that in the way that it needs to be handled. I, there's too much with, with the three-story bomb, the large mustache... Um, the child like, labor. But that's a, that was a curveball added in the the fourth fourth no quarter. Didn't see coming. it coming. Um, and again, the whole uh, is Bob on battlefield a sovereign nation? What <laughs> what do we need to worry about here? They're actually fighting for their sovereignty. It's it's very a very ugly see, layers <laughs> to debate. That. Our our ambassador has not briefed me with this meeting, and so I'm going in blind, and it's a bad situation. So yeah, that is certainly the worst thing that I could deal with in my real life. A three-story 
sentient bomb with its own uh, agenda. (laughs) 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 Bob bomb agenda. (laughs) All right. So that's going to end it for today, I guess. (laughs) Thanks for listening in to debate this. Uh, Make sure to follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast. And also make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast. We have a good time in our Patreon. We should say um, we've got we won't we won't spoil what they are, but we've got two more commissioned flavor text episodes Ooh, incoming yeah. later in the year, um, which is we're really fun. We're excited. Um, truth be told, we did not expect to. This was a bluff that we did not think people were going to call us on. So yeah. <laughs> that said, if you're interested in commissioning a flavor text, weird enough to say they're going fast. Yeah, keep calling our bluff. Yeah, yeah, keep calling our bluff. Um, we are really interested and excited to look into weird shit and regurgitate them out to you to inject straight into your brainstem. So think of, think of some crazy shit. Uh, visit us on Patreon. And, uh, we, and we haven't turned one down yet. Yep. So, so see where that line is, too. Yep. <laughs> tow, tow it. That's, that's the energy we want here in 2020. Also, uh, also, I should say, do we want to talk about our Monday night, Monday night football? Yeah, yeah we should talk Sunday about Monday football. night football. Yeah, so every, every Monday night, um, well, we've been doing this around 8 p.m. Um, EST, yeah. that um, we log on to debate this. Is it debate this cast on Twitch? It is. Yep. Yeah, we log on. TV slash debate this cast. Yep, and we are playing what we're calling Monday Night Football. Now, mind you, we're not actually playing football, but we are calling it Monday Night Football because no one else is playing any sort of Monday Night Football this year. And if they're telling you otherwise, they're liars. So since no one else is using that name or hashtag for the foreseeable future, we here at Debate This are playing, uh, we're streaming games every Monday night and calling it Monday Night Football. (laughs) (laughs) Until the NFL shuts us down. <laughs> yeah. But hey, uh, no news is good news, right? Or wait, yes. how's that go? All, pre- all, pre- all press is good press. That's all what press I'm is yeah, good there you press. Go. Yeah. Man, give us the headline of them trying to sue us. Like, okay. Yeah. Nah. Fine. We'll, ju- we'll just start, we'll start a new podcast. It'll be called Debate This Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to expand on that, um, so far we have played Echo the Dolphin, Diablo oh. 3, um, and... and Magic Arena. So, um, mm. just we're playing a wide range of games that and that haven't been sports games or closely related to football at all. But we're calling it Monday Night Football. Maybe so. eventually we'll make people watch us be bad at Overwatch. Yeah, we could do that. Like that. We're well, we, we certainly bad could do Overwatch. that. <laughs> that is something that we scientifically could do. <laughs> So yeah, a uh, number of ways to to check us out and engage with us in these weird times. We are very online, so so come come get us. And with that said, until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Andrew Sonic Three and Nucklotech Henderson. Good. I'm Kyle. What is the Bobom agenda, Harper? And I'm Matt. No bad days when you're peeing on Ray's coal. God. Uh, we're saying thanks for debating with us oh, and so you think good. we're wrong then you can come fight us behind the swing sets nerds they're getting the, better the bob <laughs> agenda Matt <laughs> what, what is the bob agenda holy shit I could just imagine Tucker Carlson at 7pm on a Tuesday uh, with his... what is the bob agenda <laughs> <laughs>